Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're looking for real-life radio, you've come to the right place. This is The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I've just been checking Twitter over the last uh, 24, 30 hours, and there's been some good response to the fact that I was mentioning that we'll be speaking with our next guest today. There's a real interest in what's happening as far as Canada's acceptance of uh, Yazidi men, women, and children is concerned. Justin Trudeau is putting Canada, I think, to international shame by welcoming back to Canada terrorists who left this country in order to join the death cult Islamic State. We've talked about what they've done. Well, in the context of what we're talking about now, I should repeat torture, rape, gang rape, slavery, genocide, hurling gay men from rooftops, setting fire to the Jordanian pilot while he hung suspended in a cage, selecting children for violent sexual assault and a genocide of the Yazidi people in Iraq with more than 200,000 displaced. Mr. Trudeau and his immigration minister, minister Ahmed Hussein, seem satisfied they have approved 1,200 Yazidis to Canada as refugees, while Mr. Trudeau demanded 40,000 Syrian refugees be accepted in a matter of weeks following his election. And while those who violate our border and are nevertheless allowed to remain in Canada are called irregular entrants to this country by the Prime Minister. There's 13-year-old Imad Mishko Tamil. He's requesting a meeting with Mr. Trudeau. He spent three years as a captive of ISIS and has been reunited with his mother, Minunapeg, and 13-year-old Imad is a young Yazidi boy. He would like to meet with the Prime Minister, and I hope Mr. Trudeau grants that wish. I really do, because if you look at the story of the little man, the 13-year-old, and a positive message that he wants to deliver to the Prime Minister of Canada. With me is Dalal Abdi. She's the Canadian representative of Yazda, the global Yazidi organization, yazda.org. She's also a human rights activist. And uh, Dalal, thank you very much for taking the time. Thank you for having me here. Would you tell us, please, who the Yazidi people are? Yazidi people are, and majority of them are uh, located in the north in Iraq. Um, 2013, um, August was a very hard time. We witnessed a genocide um, in the north in Iraq, and everyone left their homes to 
run to uh, run for their safety to uh, Mount Tringal, and also um, a lot of them ran uh, in the Kurdistan region areas. Um, a lot of them have been disabled, disabled in uh, Kurdistan, and still some living in Mount Tringal. Um, a lot of them have went to Turkey. Uh, Greece and all and Germany, um, all over the world, just trying so to they've been ISIS. They've been displaced. Some two hundred thousand people are displaced. Yes. How large is the Yazidi community? How large were, was the Yazidi community in northern Iraq before the genocide began? It was less than a million. Now um, everyone has gone out of Iraq or trying to get out of Iraq, and a lot of them are trying to stay in rebuild because our temple is still located in Iraq. Mm-hmm. What what was the main um, economic activity of the Yazidi people? What I mean, what were what was what were the interests? What were you doing? We we lived a peaceful life. We didn't ask for much. Um, a lot the Canadian, I mean the Iraqi government didn't was no help to the Yazidis before this. Yazidis uh, have always been targeted. I mean, before even the genocide, they've never been treated fairly in Iraq. Um, neither, um, and they've never kind of given the opportunities to better themselves. Um, they've they've always kind of been used and abused in Iraq. Sad to sad to say, um, I did. I have. I myself um, came and ran uh, from Iraq, uh, trying to you know live a better life and. Canada opening their doors to my family was um, was was a blessing to us, and we live, you know, just it's safety and just being secure. Um, there's really no price to that. And mm-hmm. um, if Canada would open their doors to more AZDs, and even the AZDs that are here, I always ask them, "What do you, you know, want from the Canadian government?" They always say, "We." We want nothing but just the Canada to open their doors to uh, the AZDs home because we know that they are suffering and they need they need Canada. They don't have anyone else um, in this world. Like I said, it's le- less than one million people, and they don't have a government. They don't. The government doesn't cooperate with them, and it's just a it's a very hard life. And I have sisters and one brother um, still living in Kurdistan with poor conditions, but. I mean, what can they do? Uh, they have a lot of of them are waiting in Turkey in tents, um, waiting for Canada to call their names. I think I heard that Canada said that they didn't have enough people um, to bring to Canada. But I mean, there is Yazda organization that can give you thousands and thousands of family names that would uh, be ready to come to Canada tomorrow. Okay. Let me ask and you some. Let, let me is, let me ask you some questions. Let me ask some questions about. What happened to your your people? I understand the desire to to find a home, a permanent home, a peaceful home mm-hmm. where you where you can live as as you're enjoying living in 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 this country. Uh, mm-hmm. How do you, is there a number as to how many Yazidis were killed, who lost their lives, who were sold into slavery, who were who were who were victims oh, of genocide I mean, by the ISIS? The number is still counting. I mean, the, it's in thousands and thousands. There are still families that are here in Canada. That are living um, here, that are you know missing fathers, uh, missing um, cho- their children as young as you know 12, 13 years old. Uh, there is some that have um, been located in the process of bringing them to Canada. I just find it very, um, uh, very stressful for the families that are already here. I mean, taking up to five to six months to bring to connect a child, you know, that is 
14, 15, 16, um, to connect them to here to Canada, I think it's it's uh, very ridiculous of us Canadians to um, make let this happen. I think we need to speed up that uh, process, and I think we need to open doors for more well, we're, we're, easy days to come. Yeah, it's a, Canada's a very generous country, but people like to know what's going on. They like to have a sense of, of what it is that is required. And sometimes we feel that our governments are not being as open with us as, as they should be, and uh, that we're being um, manipulated, if you will. But I, I'm, I'm, I just want to talk about this one person. Perhaps you know her, or you certainly know of her, better than me. But I read the story of uh, Nadia Murad yes. a few days ago. This is a young woman who was in a Yazidi village in uh, northern Iraq when ISIS arrived. They took all the men out of the village and they moved them off to a to the side of the village, including six of her brothers. They heard gunfire and all the men were killed. They also took uh, Nadia Murad's mother and killed her. Nadia herself was sold into slavery, and the ISIS individual who who bought her, if she displeased him, he would provide her to his friends for gang rapes before she eventually was able to escape and a family in, uh, I guess, in Raqqa, the ISIS capital helped her get out and she's, she's, now, uh, she's now free. But the, I wonder, Dalal, how many Nadia Murads are there? Oh, there's uh, there's hundreds of Nadia Morads that are coming back to uh, poor conditions. Like I said, just coming back to Kurdistan with um, not the most um, right, you know, medical health attention that they are getting. Um, they're just kind of been thrown out in camps, and a lot of them are coming back with uh, just realizing all of their family members are gone. Just like Nadia Morad is my dear friend. Um, do you know her? Do you, do, you, do, you, a lot. do you know her yes. personally? Yes, of course, of course. She she's uh, she has come to Canada um, uh, more than three times now, and she's mm-hmm. uh, she's fighting all over the world. And she is in uh, Germany. Germany was very she's very pleased with Germany how uh, they took her. And how is she? After, how 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 is she after everything she, that happened to her? How are they? How are the Yazidi women to whom this these horrific uh, acts happen? These crimes happen. How are they? I mean, as a woman, I'm, 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 I am so happy with them, and I'm so happy that they're moving forward. I'm so happy that they're getting, you know, the right treatments. A lot of them don't have that, unfortunately, but the ones that they do, they um, get it right into it, and they're very determined. And, and a lot of them, uh, like Nadia Murad, wants to go around the world and share her story as hard, mm-hmm. as, hard as it is for her to... Um, say the story all over and over and over and again and share it with the world what those monsters did to her but she's doing it for the rest of the girls that are still captive that are still in you know in Iraq suffering and all over the world that are you know um, suffering just like her I mean she 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 understands these girls and I'm very happy that they're you know determined and they're 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 you know they're living life day by day and and trying to um, trying to better this world. So and I'm we're talking about we're, we're talking about entire communities that were yeah. emptied out, and the women were yeah. taken and sold into sexual slavery, and the men yeah. and uh, sometimes the boys were and the and the older people were were executed. Please hold on. I'm going to spend. I want to ask you a few more questions. 
Dalal Abdi, she is a Yazidi from northern Iraq, leaving in Can- living in Canada now. And uh, clearly, uh, Zabdi would like to see this country open its doors to the Yazidis. They, uh, I've heard that they don't, they're not being particularly well treated by the United Nations in the Middle East, and uh, hundreds of thousands of them are just displaced, and they're the victims of genocide. And there was a vote in Canada's parliament on that in 2016, and each and every member of parliament supported the position that the Yazidis are victims of genocide. And genocide is a systematic cleansing of an entire group of people. That's just my paraphrased definition, a systemized cleansing or killing of an entire group of people killing, abusing. Can't imagine how, how do they, I mean, how does somebody live after what Nadia Murad went through? And yet she is, I hope we can get her on the program going forward. Um, she travels the world and she tells her story just so people understand what the Yazidis experienced. We'll come back in a minute. You mess with the you bull, mess with the ball. you get the horns. You get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. All most of us have seen is a video from Iraq and Syria over the last couple of years as um, the West was engaged in battle with ISIS, and we heard about various groups in the area, in the Middle East, who were caught up in the crossfire, the Yazidis being one group. And I don't think I'll ever forget the film, and our, our guest was talking to us about that, and we'll go back to her in a second of the Yazidi community, hundreds of them, hundreds of them, climbing Mount Sengar, which is clearly in their area, and a mountain of some cultural significance to get away from ISIS and uh, American Apache gunship helicopters sort of flying overhead, providing cover and protection for them because they had no way to protect themselves against ISIS and they eventually did become victims of genocide. And we could talk about any number of things, and, I, and, and I'll, talk, I'll cover, as you know, many, many issues, diverse issues. But there are times we need to look at what's going on in our world. And we need to have a, a look at what's happening to other people. And our Canadians were engaged in fighting for the Yazidis and fighting against ISIS. And we still have troops there, some, and uh, Colonel Day talked to us yesterday about how JTF-2 special operators, Joint Task Force 2, our special forces unit, the counterterrorism organization, the sharp end of the uh, spears, Colonel Day said, I would not be surprised if we still have some of them in, in activity against whatever remains of ISIS on the ground. So we, we also had, of course, the CF-18s that were with the coalition until the prime minister decided he would bring them home, much to the dismay of many people. Dalal uh, Abdi is a Canadian representative of Yazda, that's Y-A-Z-D-A, and you can find them online, the global organization, the global Yazidi organization, yazda.org, Y-A-Z, or Y-A-Z-D-A.org. 
I want you, whether you're American or Canadian listening to this program, to be able to find the website. Dalal, where did you live in uh, in Syria? Were, were, were you on the... Were you in the, on the ground when when ISIS came in? No, I was I was here in London um, and Canada, and I received a phone call from my brother that was actually there. He was one of the um, last ones to get out of uh, one of the villages he lived in, and he called me, and I I remember that day very clearly. I think I think my heart dropped, and every time I think about it, it just brings tears to my eyes because it was very hard to kind of hear him saying like help me and. There's kids dying, and there's, like, mothers that are, you know, on the side that can't walk. There's grandmas that are, you know, being carried by their sons. And it was very hard for me, and it was an emotional kind of day for, I think, every AZD and around the world. We were left speechless, um, and we didn't know what to do. We didn't know who to turn to. Uh, we knew that we had nobody there, and we knew that a lot of people, were, you know, um, were getting... Um, were getting taken away from their mothers, were getting, you know, beheaded in front of their, you know, little children. Fathers were, uh, a lot of the fathers were taken and um, just beheaded in front of the mothers and the children. It was a very hard day for all of us. And uh, just remembering that day is just, um, it's, it's horrifying. It was just, it was, it was like a dream. Yeah. It's difficult to talk, it's difficult for me to talk about, and I don't really know anything other than what I've learned from you and from some other people I've spoken about. But you, you, you realize that if we were to personalize this, anybody listening to this program now who would have your experience, they'd be talking about their brothers and their mothers and their fathers and their kids being systematically killed in front of them. So there's a vested interest we have as human beings to reach out to one another. And the Yazidi community, I believe, more than perhaps many others, is in a situation where they require global assistance and assistance from this country. And certainly more than 1,200 visas, which seems to be what the prime minister and the immigration minister have decided is going to be it, 1,200. As I've said several times this weekend, the prime minister of Canada on a number of occasions has liked to lecture us that Canada can do better. And so I'd like to turn that around on Mr. Trudeau and say, Prime Minister, you can do better. And so can your immigration minister. Dalal, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will talk again. Thank you so much. And Glad it's yazda.org. Yazda.org. Thank you, Dalal. Dalal Abdi. We'll come back and wrap it up in a minute.